Hey, this is Dane Evans, uh, race boss for Race to Alaska, and I'm sitting here with Team Kairos. Joe, how are you doing? Doing fine. I'm recovering. Thank you. Hey, can you describe a little bit so people have an idea of when we're talking, um, what kind of boat that you came in? Uh, Kairos is an Angus roll cruiser. That's uh, the name that Colin Angus uh, gave it. Uh, the main hull is a proven open water rowing boat that has a closed cabin that a single person can sleep in. And it is fitted as a little trimaran with two little amas <clears throat> that support it well enough that I can carry two masts with two small sails. Yeah, it's an impressive package for sure. Hey, so we're going to try this thing that I've tried with other teams and have failed that pretty good, okay. which is the five questions in five minutes. Um, well, let's first, hey, before we do that, um, let's just want to talk a minute about Team Dockrat. Um, Jim, yeah. um, you had just mentioned, so you were just starting to mention something because he, like, officially has, like, accepted that he is um, swept yeah. and, and he's on in sheer water and hoping to get his outboard back. Um, but you had mentioned you thought he was an interesting person to hang out with. I was wondering why that was. Uh, I had the chance in Victoria to uh, speak with him for a good half an hour or so. At the dock, we were hanging out and just shooting the breeze. And I understand that he's planning to spend the summer and the next winter up in Alaska, huh. uh, up uh, north of here, um, uh, Haines or something like that. <clears throat> and um, he's a colorful character who is living uh, what he wants to do. Yeah. And if you see him, you, you understand. Uh, he, uh, uh, the boat is what he needs as a minimum for that. Um, uh, he's he's uh, cutting his own path, no question. Yeah, that's great. That's a great way to put it. Yeah, in the conversations I've had with him, I've really enjoyed his color. Like you say, he's a yeah, colorful fellow, yeah. yeah. All right, here's a couple of questions I got. Um, can you, on, on, on just your experience this year, is there one place that felt really impactful, like really beautiful, like really harmonic um, for you? Um, I think that was, for me, uh, the upper Granville Channel where it got wide again just out of uh, Wright Bay I think is the name uh, and that partially because it is so utterly beautiful there uh, best of all of the scenery of British Columbia um, very iconic pictures uh, and it presented itself to me that way because I got up that day a couple of hours earlier at first daylight uh, on the other side <clears throat> I rode in dense fog for three hours across the channel, along the channel. Then I tied up in a little cove at uh, 8 a.m. in the morning uh, to make breakfast and cook coffee, and the sun was burning off the fog at the same time, and it was like lifting a curtain slowly of the most gorgeous scenery you could imagine. There was slow fishing boats going by and low fog in the valley that was burning away and the sun shining on the mountains. It was just, just uh, utterly beautiful. So you got mountains, you got, the, you got the fog kind of slowly being pulled off the treetops as it cleared it's, up? It's the reason I want, why I wanted to sail here, to experience that landscape. Well, yeah, all right. Is there a flip side to that? Is there one place that was just sheer terrible bad idea for you? Well, the worst body of water I've ever sailed on uh, is Dixon Entrance. That wins the cake. <laughs> uh, and that's because uh, the waves on there are big and have no relation to the wind whatsoever, and you're just getting slapped around for no good reason. And not that it's dangerous, at least not when I crossed it, but it's so annoying that whoever named it after Mr. Dixon had it in for him. <laughs> I know, it's a terrible place. That's, uh, yeah. Um, has... After, you know, so you went, you went after this and tried to sail it last year, and yeah. it was around Nanaimo, I think, that you started having some gear failures. How does it, how does it feel to you to, to come back to this race again and take it? 
this year any different? Oh, I mean, it was hugely important to me to make it to here because uh, I felt that I flunked out last year out of my own fault because I built a boat and built one bad piece among many good ones. And that piece failed um, north of Nanaimo in a way I couldn't fix it right then and there. So this was uh, unfinished business for me. I had to make it here. And uh, which accounts a little bit for why uh, I made probably more conservative and too conservative decisions than I probably should have coming up here. Uh, I lost, conservative? Yeah, I lost a couple of days by, um, for example, not sailing hard enough uh, Johnson Strait. Mm. Uh, I could have uh, tackled that a little bit harder. Yeah. But I, I just didn't want to uh, conk out again. I had to make it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, um, speaking of trying to make it here, there's there's one more team that's out there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they're about 40 miles away in Dixon Entrance. We were just talking about them a little bit. What do you think is going on in their heads right now? Oh, man, uh, I wish I knew them a little bit better. They must be um, uh, definitely characters of their own mind because you can see from their trail that they, again, are cutting their own path. Yeah, they, they went off the conventional route. They sailed over to Haida Kwai. I saw them briefly at the dock in Bella Bella. When I pulled out, they were just pulling in, and we waved to each other. Um, I mean, no question they're hating the body of water they're on right now. <laughs> uh, and I, I think, I mean, they're sailing in catamaran, and I think multi-hulls are worse in these wave conditions than mono-hulls because you have two hulls that are getting slapped around as, as opposed to one. Uh-huh. Um, uh, yeah. I'm sure they're looking forward to completing the task uh, and to making it over here. And I, I wish them good weather for the last couple of miles here. I mean, my guess is you're, you adequately describe what's on their mind right now. Yeah, I, I think that that's probably the case as well. Hey, and so just to finish up, I'd like to ask you one, one last thing, sure. um, which is, can you describe... So, okay, so we talked to we talked a lot about, you know, when racers get here, we call it welcome to done, right? You're yeah, finished yeah. with this great challenge, but can you describe what you're doing after this interview? Uh, well, I'm actually back uh, hustling right now because I found out that the next ferry for me to get out of here is tomorrow at 12.30 to uh, Prince Rupert. And that means I have to get myself into gear here to make a makeshift dolly to somehow get my boat disassembled and on the ferry by tomorrow noon. So, uh, Because uh, the other ferry alternative to Bellingham is broken down and doesn't go for 10 days. So if I don't make it for tom- by tomorrow, then I'm stuck here for 10 days. So I'm back to uh, hustling high-octane operations right now, as uh-huh. opposed to winding down. And then what happens when you get to Prince Rupert? Um, I will try to leave the boat uh, on the docks there somewhere uh, and make myself uh, my way back to Port Townsend in the shortest possible way, get into my car and truck and trailer there, drive it up to Prince Rupert, uh, load the boat properly into its trailer, and then drive back to Connecticut, Connecticut. On, the, on the shortest way. <laughs> yes, my friend, your journey is just beginning. That's an that's impressive sacrifice for coming coming out west to uh, come oh, racing with us. It was a pleasure. It uh, was the uh, adventure of a lifetime, for sure. Well, hey, well, thanks, Joe, for talking with us. Team Cairo to you all, and uh, safe travels. Okay, thanks, everybody. Good luck. Come here and do this. <laughs> uh,